0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Just The Tips. I am Paco bringing you Just The Tips. This is where I bring you the tips of my everyday conversations that I have with my manufacturers, my integrators, and users anybody in the AV industry that I have a conversation with, I would like to bring the the tips of those conversations to you out in the field. And hopefully that's going to help you become a lot more successful out there. Today, I've got somebody new with me, Marco Kalenders from Sonance Speakers. He's the commercial sales director of the West. Marco, thanks for joining us. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Super cool to be here. Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about Sonance and your role.
1: Well, thanks, Paco. Thanks for the question. Um, you know, a little bit about me. Um, so, I live in Northern California, and I have been around the Sonance brand since 2006. Uh, I used to own a rep agency, um, and in that ownership period, uh, Sonance was one of the lines that I had in my line card. And the the cool thing that I really enjoyed about that relationship with Sonance is that they always spearheaded ideas and ways to attack the market in a really genuine way. Right. And and so I think what I learned from them is, A, make sure that you create great partnerships with people. B, try to bring some value back to your dealers and and your partners and relationships. Meaning we try to create business by educating people and going to the market and making sure that people are fully aware of what we bring to the table. Um, and that's kind of been my history with Sonans. And then I got hired about four years ago uh, to be the commercial sales director because they had started creating a set of solutions for the specifically for the commercial market. And they didn't want residential folks or ideas or, or structure to call that market. They wanted specific commercial people. And my background in commercial was primarily um, my my stay at Mid Atlantic. So I was there for almost eight or nine years and really developed some solid relationships. With our reps, with our end users and consultants, so I brought some of that over, and in the short period, I think we've done pretty well. You know, we've gotten out to the market, we've uh, got some really solid end users that are using our product on a, on a continuing basis, and then right now we're in the middle of uh, you know having a new set of reps joining us, uh, particularly ProTech, and that is helping us grow our brand even more.
0: You have an extensive background with Sonance, from what you're what you were saying there, and I. I being the rep now happen to know that there's not just Sonance, there's Sonance, there's James loudspeakers, and then there's iPort. Why don't you give us a brief rundown on the three different groups there, and then we'll roll into the specific, I wouldn't say issue, but solution that um, James loudspeakers will uh, help uh, solve here.
1: So if I may, Paco, I'm going to go back just a little bit because it's Mm -hmm. a kind of a way to answer the question uh, a little bit indirectly, but it'll come to the point here where we'll make here. Um, so Sonance was a brand that started with two friends, Jeff Spencer and Scott Struthers, and they started the the, the company back in the late 70s. And um, what they found uh, through their client interactions, what they and they were primarily residential integrators at the time, they uh, were really tasked to figure out how to hide audio. And that wasn't an easy thing to do back in the 70s because you can remember, you know, we had these huge TVs, CRT TVs, these large box speakers around the floor, and they had to figure that out. Um, over time, they basically developed the, the first architectural in-wall speaker. And so we've been in the business of making and hiding audio solutions. One, we have a phrase called design to disappear. And design to disappear is a theme across all of the brands that we have. And so Sonance over the years has made products, one, that look fantastic, and two, that sound really good for what you pay for. And some of our speakers should be charging three times as much, but they are the prices that they are because we feel that we want the market to be able to afford good audio. And so in that in that theme, iPort was created because Scott Struthers, our owner, felt that the, um, if I can remember correctly, the um, iPod, if you guys can remember the iPod. The iPod, right? iPod yeah prior to the phone, was he thought that was going to be the way people distributed audio in either commercial spaces, uh, residence, residential uh, applications. And so he invented this dock, and I think it was like an 18-pin configuration back then or 14-pin configuration that just sat on the dock. And, and that thing was helping distribute audio. But as we morphed into other devices, as Apple forces us to look at other things like the iPad, the iPort product became more than just distributed audio. It became a solution to dock, charge, hold, and protect iPads. Now iPads have been kind of a weird category in terms of where to put them, how to charge them. Like what do you do with, if you have more than like nine or 10 iPads, impossible to manage. Yep, iPort has really made it really easy, elegant, and I think really accessible to a lot of people that um, really don't know much about the product. And in this pandemic, we're just seeing a lack of touch panels across the board from all major manufacturers, right? I'm sure, Paco, you see that every Yeah, day.
0: it's very few people want to be touching somebody else's screen or something like that. And so to have an iPad of their own where, where they can just Wi-Fi in for control of something is becoming very popular.
1: Yeah, so it started with audio, but now it's becoming more of a utilitarian hmm. uh, application. And then as far as James is concerned, James has very similar... Uh, very similar values that Sonance does. As I mentioned before, design and disappear, right? Well, James does the exact same thing, but they do it on a different level. Where they're attacking the market is they're saying, yeah, we're going to design and disappear, but we're going to manipulate and change and 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 make sure that the audio product works around your project versus you creating a standard product that you need to make work with a current project. And that's the difference between Sonance and James. James is a Artisan brand that can manipulate and change and create anything you want. Now, we have standard products, but the the magic behind James is that it gives us a capability that we never had before. We can be challenged with different designs, come up with ideas. It happens all the time. And with James, if the product has enough interest, it becomes a standard product off of the shelf, right? Uh, And that's the magic behind James. So we have our offering at Sonance, which is standard product right? And we put that in stock. iPort, again, we design it, we put it in stock, but James is special because they can create stuff on the fly if you give them some direction.
0: For both Sonance and James Loudspeakers, people are, I think, looking for that more and more now because like you said, instead of changing your your project around it, there's the ability now to have um, a product that changes to your project. One of, or two of the things that I wanted to, to have you talk more about one of them being, um, the power pipe subwoofer that we saw when we were out there for training, what a fantastic design <clears throat> and the ability to hide, you know, I, I think it's, what is it your sound wants to look like? It was what you were, t- were saying to us. That is a, a great solution. If you wouldn't mind elaborating a little bit more on that. Yeah.
1: So power pipe, again, it, it's one of those, uh, inventions that we've had based on an, uh, an integrator's, idea or problem and so um, you know when when you have uh, if if you think about the subwoofer category right it's it's really a large category and the the category hasn't really changed much other than maybe wireless solutions Mm -hmm. and maybe maybe size and output right but in terms of aesthetics you know you're getting a a black box or an in-wall version now if i can say hey what if i can give you the performance of that big box right but we can hide it in a cabinet and then, and then use a hosel to use whatever finish you want it to be on the other end. And what I mean by that is, do you want it to look like a toe kick off of a baseboard that looks like an HVAC grill? So the cool thing about that product is it gives you the output that you need, but nobody knows or sees where it's coming from. And that's the magic behind uh, that subwoofer solution.
0: And that leads into the small aperture stuff. What does your sound want to look like? Th- these were amazing to me. To, like I, I've been around quite a bit. I've seen quite a bit, but this was something else. To see this, this, this the small aperture series, and the way that they mount into the ceiling, and all you see is this l- small little <laughs> opening, yeah. literally right. like a four inch
1: opening, and it puts out an. Am- a massive amount of sound. So Paco, let me just say that um, I love your enthusiasm about the product because that kind of glow or that attraction to that product is what got me excited about James. Um, When they joined the family about three and a half years ago, we didn't know much about this product. Now, this product is fully almost American-made, 100%. There's a few parts and pieces that we get overseas, but primarily it's an American-made product. Um, What's cool about this product is that it defies logic. It's like when you're looking at this little tiny hole, you're like, there is no way I'm hearing a speaker that goes down to 38 hertz and gives me 140 degree dispersion on a small three inch opening. It just The physics of that really defy my understanding of audio. But you know, when we, as I mentioned, when James joined the family, we didn't know what we had in this brand and especially in this solution because in the commercial market, there's nothing like it. I think Atlas has a solution, but it's not quite on the same level in terms of its performance. Application-wise, I think they're kind of going for the same thing, small footprint, the ability to be flexible in terms of finishes, but the audio performance is what James prides itself on, right? It's a three-way speaker, not a two-way. It's a three-way speaker with a three-inch or a four-inch opening with a woofer, a standard woofer, a six and a half inch woofer that goes down to 38 hertz, I don't even have many speakers sometimes that go that are eight inch that go down to that level, right? Let alone a three inch opening. But the finishes is what makes that product very special. And it's a problem solver. And what does it solve? We are seeing more and more designers, architects, specifiers in that whole consultant community that are using more hard lid ceilings or they're using more slatted ceilings or or, or anything that's really challenging with wood. And what do you do in those situations? And so... The standard solution right now, a standard speaker is putting, you know, a four-inch speaker, which is not the best sounding, or putting a six or an eight-inch speaker, which has got a large footprint, but it also detracts away from the design. So we see it in wineries, hotels, high-end sophisticated boardrooms that people are using these treated ceilings, and you have these really large solutions. And so small apertures come in and said, Hey, we'll give you three inches, no problem. But the finishes is what's crazy. The finishes can be a standard grill you know, anodized grill, aluminum. It could be an MDF treated wood, which looks like part of the wood. It could be hydro dipped. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but that process comes from the automotive world where <laughs> it's an application on a sticker and a solvent tank, and then it becomes part of the image. So if you send us the image, we'll do that. Or you could send us the whole plank and we'll laser cut it out. So the trim options are endless. And when consultants know that we have this product, they have been specifying it like crazy now. And we're starting to see more and more specifications hit the street. So it's a huge problem solver, a lot for when you see tongue and groove, hard lid or anything along those lines, it solves that problem immediately.
0: I think that is, is something that people need to know more about. So like you're talking about, for example, consultant specifiers, um, once they get their hands on that kind of stuff, that information, I think it's going to be huge. And obviously that's my job here locally to get that out there and going. And, and we are going to definitely be doing that. Marco, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. We would love to hear feedback from any of you guys listening. You can reach me at reps at protechm.com. Marco, do you have anything else you want to add?
1: Yeah, I just want to say thank you for allowing us to just have a couple of minutes of your time. And, uh, you know, if you haven't heard of Sony answer, so looked at our pro series lineup, you know, take a look at it. I think you guys will be pleasantly surprised. But if you're struggling getting inventory and finishing projects and you need speakers, uh, I, I, I hate to break the news, but we have inventory. <laughs> so, uh, if you, it, it, but we, we, we generally want to help people. If you guys are in need of some stuff, let us know. We, we'd love to help.
0: I will have links to everything that we talked about in the description. Feel free to check this out. Until next time. Thanks, Marco. Thank you, man.